Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Look at Romans 13. Listen, today's going to be good. You got to get ordered. Now, let me explain something to you. Here's my preface. I want everybody really paying attention today. I'm going to change your life forever. There is order for everything God does. If your life is out of order, your, your future is going to be hindered. I got like a million nuggets. I like, are you taking all those nuggets down? Take those all down. I like that one about volume. Hopefully I can get it right. You're, 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 now listen to me. I'm just going to flow today. Okay? You with me? Here's the deal. If you don't get the order right, your future is in jeopardy. God put an order in the kingdom. He put an order in your house. He put an order in your life. He put an order in everything. You don't follow God's order, something in your future is not going to come to pass. All right, I'm going to flip around now today. I'm going to flip. Five. I told you it's going to get wild in here, so just pay attention. Now, just rehear me. We're going to be flowing in the anointing. First Samuel, we're changing it around. You see how God's doing it? You morning people thought you'd come back for a repeat. You didn't. First Samuel, first Samuel, go to first Samuel. Eli's sons are whacked out. They're not listening to anything they're supposed to be doing. First Samuel 2.27. The Lord rejected Eli's house. I want you to see this now. Okay? Now, I want you to, it's 1 Samuel um, 2.27. And there came a man of God, Eli. Now, I want you to read this now. Everybody say honor. Honor means to value something. Honor means to esteem something. In your house, it starts. Now, listen to me. All, all these hippie wackos that went crazy, chill out. This earth's hellbent now. We People thought being rebellious and lawless was helping somebody. It didn't help nobody. All this stuff that rose up. I'm not some male chauvinist weirdo. And all you guys that are chauvinistic, you need to get rid of that mess because you're just insecure in yourself. So fix it, okay? Let me explain that. But this breaking the house and moms felt bad for, you know, leaving the home and, and stay, being a stay-at-home mom became a bad word because you weren't being a woman. The greatest responsibility of a woman is to be the mother of a house. You don't think so? That's your, fir- that's your first responsibility. You understand that? It's God's truth. And you, can be, you get belittled for it. Like, what do you do? Look, I don't care what you do. Well, I don't care if you the best. You could be a president of the country for all I care. But your first responsibility is your home. And guys, that's your first responsibility. You get your house order out, God will stop your hand. I'm going to tell you right here now. You better listen to me. You get your house order out of whack, God will shut your ministry down. Because you want to know what he does? I'm telling you, listen to me. This guy like, well, where's your level of order? You ain't got an order halfway right. And then everybody want to run around and wonder why God ain't doing this, why God don't do that, why God don't do that. Listen, I'm not trying to, look, if you got to go to work, I understand. But hear me. You're not less than if you go or don't go. You understand me? You need to have a position in your heart where you understand honor. You got to honor. Well, I'm not honoring that husband God gave me. Well, then you should never marry. Don't you marry him. You know, we were talking about something. It was funny. We were laughing. The kids don't even realize half the time they're talking, and you weren't here for the first half. But somebody, I ain't going to mention, just be quiet. They didn't, it wasn't my, wasn't my watch. Other people do. You know, my kids come home. Well, Daddy, all the other kids get to go do. We don't get to do it because of God. I said, hush your mouth. Don't get to do it because of God. Look, I don't slap you in a good way. So, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the older, older ones, not Lauren, but, you know, older people, People were there. They, she didn't say nothing, but like people, like people got a different kind of lifestyle that I don't, I don't condone. The kids like twenty something years old and do, does her thing, and they went. I said, "Cold day in snowman's land." That would be going on in my watch. That's just how I roll. You know what I mean? Cold day in snowman's land, because snow don't go in the place where you know you catch up. I didn't say it. That's how I said cold day in snowman's land. You understand what I'm saying, Jerry? You catch up because snow snow can't make it in hell. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, you got me now. All right, so that ain't going on in my watch. I don't care, 30 years old. Until you leave my house, you part of me. Well, you can't talk to your kids like that. Do my kids pay any bills in that house? My kid, well, you know you got to be understand. I'm going to understand nothing. I ain't about to start understanding anything or anything or anyone. Cool? Now, if you don't like my role... You can leave. There's a door. It opens up and it shuts behind you. We understand. Well, Pastor Chris, you're just different. No, I'm not different. I am trying to honor God's word because they are our responsibility. 
And what you think is your first ministry is out there in the world, it's not. It starts in your house. Hallelujah, amen, brother. Hallelujah, preach. So now, and I know, ladies, look, why I said, because if you cannot be responsible to the guy you married, then you better start praying, fasting, and seeking God, because that is as far as you're going. Because God ain't coming out of order just because you think you're anointed. I'm telling you, this is is, me too. If I don't get in line, God will pass me by. And Eli scares everybody because God called him. And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus says the Lord, I do plainly say to you and your house and the father when you were Egypt and Pharaoh's house. And I got a plan for you, Eli. And I did choose you out of everybody, Eli, to be the priest. Upon my altar, to burn incense, to wear the ephod. That means the priestly garments. I put you over my house. I put you over my ministry. I put you in command. I put you in a place. And I did give unto the house of thy father everything. All the offerings made by father to, by, 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 by fire unto the children of Israel. Said, you're over the offerings. You're over the tabernacle. You're over, you're over the sacrifice. You're, wherefore, what? Kick ye at my sacrifice and my offering, which I commanded in my habitation, and honors thy sons above me. He said, you honoring your kids more than you honoring me. To make yourself fat. Look what he says as he goes on. And he said these words, man, oh man, oh man. Wherefore, you kick against me. And you said, his sons were being evil in the temple, and they got in trouble for it. And instead of Eli correcting his kids... He dishonored God. Okay, to Eli telling them how they should be doing the kingdom of heaven, he dishonors God. Now, this is not about you. It's about the dynamic of honor. Look what he says in verse 30. He said, Eli, wherefore the Lord God of Israel. Now, this is God. I would say God said. God said to Eli, you're over the house. You're over the offering. You're over the stuff. Blessed. Are you and your lineage and your kids and your family and everything and do my thing? And the Lord said, for you and your house and the house of thy father shall walk before me forever. I say forever. Say forever. Say it like you mean it. Forever. How many know forever means forever? But now, the Lord said, be it far from me that honor For them that honor me will I honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. I want you to see something here. I said unto your house, and the house should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, because you didn't honor me, I'm changing my plan. He undid what God had for his life because of a lack of honor to the God's system and God's ways of doing something. You better pay attention in here today. I'm going to tell you right now, y'all better pay attention. Because your destiny, your destiny is connected to the honor you give God. It's exactly right. He changed his mind about Eli. He said, you won't even be in the house. And he kicked him and the kids out. And he said, what I had planned for you, I planned for you no more. Because you disqualified yourself because you dismissed him. Look what the last part of the verse says. Now, I know a lot of you are honorable, but this is really good for you honorable people. Because the honorable people get overlooked because it feels like, why am I still honoring when it don't look like it's working? It's working. Trust me, it's working. Why am I standing in a godly position and nobody else is? It's working. Why am I standing in a It's working. Why am I listening? Other people, all my friends ain't listening. Why am I listening? You might be the one that's listening. Guess what? You smart as smart can be. Because look what he said. Behold, the days come. And that what? They that honor me shall be honored. Verse 30. They that honor me shall be honored, but they that don't honor me won't. They'll be dismissed. He said, if you lightly esteem me, you take your value off something. I sent something in the morning. I need you to really, really pull this in. I said something in the morning. What you value in honor And where you honor, first and foremost, needs to be the word of God. But are we honoring people more than we're honoring God's word? Because we're more concerned what the people are going to say than what God has already said. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you lift the lifestyle of honor up, you're going to lose some people in your life. Because people in your life are going to be like, why we got to go there? What do we got to do this for? What's going on? Once the honor bar goes up, some of the people around scatter. Because look what it says here. Go over here. Go with me to Romans 13, 1. You remember how this goes? So what am I trying to show you with this? What am I trying to show you with this? Honor means this. When Eli got let into the position, he still had to maintain the position by continually honoring God. Where you pull off honor and you start to lightly esteem, God has to pull off honor off of you. Man, you better get that. You better get that. Did you catch what I said? Where God has placed honor. So he said, Eli, go take. He walked out in honor, but then he started to lightly esteem the things of God. And the reason when he pulled that honor off, guess what happened? God said, now I got to lightly esteem you. It wasn't promotion was based just upon what God had said. Promotion was based upon what he needed to maintain. Just because God gives you something don't mean you got to, oh, that's it, it's over, honey. No, now you got to maintain what God gave you and keep the same position that got you there all the while while you're waiting for the manifestation of everything God has for you. And that's going to make you become a person that has to make adjustments in the going. You know what I'm saying? Because, all right, so let me, let me meddle, right? So like, well, praise be to God. I, you know, we're, we're, we're in this thing and now, praise the Lord. And your house is all out of whack. Because you ain't going to listen in areas you need to be listening in. Oh, yeah, it's quiet in here. You know, like, oh, I don't know. He ain't too safe. Well, he, he ain't been safe for 20 years. But no abuse. I'm not talking about abuse. But you got to understand what you consider to be safe and unsafe, there's a level you still got to be submitted to. But you could turn them around. Because the Bible says, man, I told you, I gave you a good one last week. You, you, some of you didn't catch it. Jesus didn't say I could fix him, but he told the lady, he said, you could fix him. Because your proper posture towards him can turn him. You ever read that in the Bible? It said, Jesus said this, he said, because of her behavior towards him, you could turn around. I told him in the morning service, he'll just keep running into the wall if you let him. If you cheer him on, he'll go running. Oh, baby, you go running that wall. You did that so good, he'll run into the wall all day long. Oh, you're the best runner. You so fast. Oh, you so fast. Honey, I think the last time you ran into the wall, you're faster this time in your life. Really, am I? Really, am I? He'll run into the wall. That joker running the wall all day long, banging his head, come back all bloody. Praise be God. If she gives you praise, my God in heaven, you could take on an army. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying be, I'm not saying lie, and I'm not saying be weird. I'm saying posture needs to be in a position. It's at work. It's everywhere you go. You have to start understanding that God doesn't do anything outside of honor. I like to call it protocol. It's called protocol, meaning this. It's posture, it's protocol, and protocol is just a fancy word for it is the system and the order of how God does this. It's like this. God said, oh, you want, you want to receive? Give, and it shall be given. If you don't give, don't expect nothing to be given. That's protocol. Pray and believe you receive when you so pray is your part and believe you receive. If you don't have pray and believe you receive, he cannot do. Are you getting it? Come on. Come on, you see what I'm saying? So there's, there's instruction on how to get from where you are to where you want to go. But the key is if you get something out of way. I was telling them in the thing, right? I, got the, I had the car, and the car light went out in the back, and I thought I was cool. I was like, this is easy. You know, go to AutoZone. Well, it's simple, right? You buy a bulb. You go in with the thing. Things broke. I pulled it out, no problem. I don't know how that happened. I got the bulb. I go in. Here's the bulb. The guy tells you, here's the bulb. You give him the bulb. They give you the thing. Good. I can fix this. I go home. And now I'm there. An hour and a half into this thing, I cannot get this stupid bulb. I'm ready to hurt somebody. I'm ready to sell the car, get rid of it. Should have brought it to the mechanic. I'm trying to get this thing in. It's not working. It doesn't work. I'm shoving it in. I'm pushing it in. I'm got a flashlight. I'm yelling at the kids. Just hold the light. Sorry. I'm losing my religion over here, right? I'm, like, I'm getting it. And I go, stop. What do you do? Go to Google, right? Google, help me. Google takes me to who? YouTube. This is going great. This is how we live, right? And I start watching this video. And this guy's like, an, he's cool, he's sharp, little English guy. He's like, yes, I was like, all right, this is going to get good. This joker stopped in the middle of the video, left, and came back because he couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Serious. He's like, oh, pause. He goes, I finally figured it out. I said, thank God. It's took me an hour and a half. I can't figure it out. And the YouTube guy's scared. Now I got real problems, right? So I go, and you wouldn't believe this thing. It was so weird. You had to like spin one thing to spin another thing and then get, I would still be there today trying to figure out how to do this if I didn't have the instruction on how. 
And that's us. We're all trying to get all this stuff to work when God gave you an instruction book to how to do it. But if you don't know the instruction, you're going to wander around trying to put things in places you can't get figured out, and you never will. Why is my marriage, your marriage is like this because something's out of order. Oh, God, here he goes. Why is the house like this? Something's out of order. This is not my subliminal get on your nerves day. Why is my ministry not feeling? Something might be out of order. Just check it. That doesn't mean it's broke. Guys, don't you check up even though it's not broken? You got to check it. Hey, how am I doing in here? My, my, my finances might be jacked right now. Guess what? Something might be out of order. Your marriage might be out of whack right now. Something might be out of order. Your life might right now, but not, something might be out of order. Something might be out of order. Everybody say something might be out of order. You know what? Your thinking might be out of order because you're not casting down things God told you to cast down. Your cares might be out of order because you're carrying cares that he told you to cast upon him for he cares for you. Something might be out of order in the way you are working this day in age of life. Just might be out of order. So I might need a checkup to go make sure. See, this is what he's saying. He's saying, are we honoring? See, if you honor God's word, it comes first. But see, it's uncomfortable. Let me tell you where this thing's going to work. It's going to work your flesh the hardest. Now this, let's just read this. And I'm going to read this. I'm going to show you. Look at Romans 13.1. You got to stay for this. You got to stay. Just stay. Just give me like 20 minutes. I'll knock this out. Let every soul be subject Look at this, man. I call it the law of subjection. Man, if I can get this over to you, I'll change your life. You better be, just pay attention, please. You're going to do, you're going to be accountable for this. You know, everything I say in this house, you're all accountable to if you're connected to it, and God's going to hold you responsible. And if you didn't listen, that's your fault, not mine. See, we need to teach this stuff in church. We shouldn't even let you in the building until we get you in the foyer and explain stuff to people. You think I'm kidding? Watch when we get to heaven. God's going to be like, I gave you instruction for all that. You just weren't there. You just weren't paying attention. And the stuff you're, let me tell you something, all of you. The stuff you're crying about, God already spoke about. There's a God's honest truth, because God will never leave you without. I promise you that's the truth. I promise you it's the truth. So that's why I lift it up, because I really want you to, because it's Mark chapter 4, the value you put on what you hear is the value of what's coming back. I call it the law of subjection. Nobody wants to hear about it. Because it's painful, and the only way to get there is you got to get it through their pain. I told them in the morning service, the reason why we have problems with a lot of this stuff is, and this is why correction, and I'll talk to you about correction. Correction that needs to go up in volume means you went down in value of the corrector. You understand what I'm saying? I'll say it. Correction? Why, is, why are people... Correcting me at a level I don't like to be corrected at because the minute they start talking, you start lowering the volume down on their value. So the only way that they think they can get through to you is they're yelling. Yeah, it's true. Because I, my, your job is to help you get there, and the only way to help you get there is to give you instruction at the sake of someone really jeopardizing their relationship with you. When the, when the volume goes up, the value goes down. You ever notice people you really value, they don't have to be loud around you? Because your value went up. Everybody around you yelling, you took value off of. And that's what, then the worst thing can happen is this. They'll stop speaking, and then your destiny's in jeopardy. So now the key is this. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. You're going to get there. Now, just hear me. So you say, what do you mean the volume went up? The volume went up because of you. No, the volume went up because of you. Because volume goes up when value goes down. I could talk real calm to you, real easy, real quiet, because 
Volume doesn't have to go up unless value goes down. And you know what we do? We get mad at the delivery person because the delivery person is a problem when all the while they're just trying to drop off packages. But you want to know what happens with a man of wisdom? He starts understanding. Anybody I got to scream to can't hear me anyway, so I'm not going to talk no more. And that's when you're in trouble because that's where you got to make sure I still have instruction because you're one instruction away from greatness. My God in heaven. You're one instruction away from deliverance. You seeing this? How I got it was this. If you read 2 Chronicles 20, I'm going to preach it, so don't go there yet when we get there one day. But I'm telling you what, they fast, they pray, and Jezreel gets a word from God that he brings to Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat, y'all know about, y'all sing about it, y'all praise about Go down the edge of the battle. The battle's not yours. You better pay attention. The battle's not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. Yeah, guess what? The battle was the Lord's, but the Lord didn't do nothing about it, but spoke to the prophet. And when the prophet spoke, he made sure Jehoshaphat heard the words. And when Jehoshaphat believed the words, he said, what? Y'all know the scripture. He said, what? He said, you believe in my prophet and you will what? Prosper. Amen. That's where he came from. He said, believe in what you heard and what you heard is the key to the breakthrough. And your faith in what you heard will change your life forever. And guess what, guys? When you start putting faith in what you hear, you'll, woo! When you start putting faith in what you hear, you ain't going to have to fight the fight you've been fighting. Yeah, you better get ready. Yeah, because you're like, I got battles I can't win. Yeah, God knows it. That's why I brought somebody with a word. And the person that you are going to get the most word from is going to be your greatest battle to overcome the mentality of them stopping you. Because we're critiquing. Oh, uh, yeah, you know what you do? Leave the church. You don't have honor for the guy in the pulpit today. Leave the church. You don't have honor. If you ain't got honor for that guy in that box, leave today. Because he's the key. You, you ain't going no further than that pulpit. Guys, in your marriage, I'm going to tell you right here now, go to marriage seminar, go to self-help, get a counselor. If you can't listen to that man that you started with for the future, you better start praying now, honey, and fast and pray, sackcloth and ash. I don't know what you got to do. Stay there until you... You want to lose 50 pounds? Stay there, groan, travail. You shouldn't have married up. I don't know what to tell you. You stuck now. Now there's only one way out. Pray your way up. That's all I can tell I'm telling you, listen to me. Them kids, they were cute when you brought them into the world. They were great when you made them. But guess what? Now you got to walk with them. Come on, somebody. Amen. You should amen me. That was funny. Ha, 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 ha. You got to work the process. And just because the process is uncomfortable, you still got to stay in it because it's the only way to get to where you're going. And guess what God did? He put the process there to challenge your character greater than ever before. Yeah, because I ain't done yet. I just started. Right? Every soul, besides, everybody say the law of subjection. Write this down right next to it. The only way to get there is through pain. Yeah, you ain't getting there without pain. You're going to go through pain in the law of subjection because the law of subjection means you have to lose your right, opinion, identity, personality, everything you got, you got to get rid of. And guess what? You got no say in it. And God, I'm going to show you when we go to this other one. It's even worse, but it's going to be good when we're done because God's correction has been sent to take you to another level. And it's the only way he does it. And I'll promise you this. Honor is birth and correction. It is because it ain't honor until it's corrective. It's easy. Well, I could agree with you all day long. It becomes honor the minute you don't like it. Uh, remember we used to say, I would say, well, you know, submission begins where agreement ends. Submission begins where agreement ends. I'm cute in this thing until I got to submit. Submission, submission begins where agreement ends. I don't agree with you. Good. That's when submission can kick in. So guess what's going to happen for your great life? That's why some of you are never going to leave the cycle of pain that you're in because you're not willing to go to the place of allowing my agreement is not there. Who cares? You got to let it go. You see this hell-bent nutness outside here? We can't find agreement. So what happens when agreement is not found even through submission? You have lawlessness. Do you see it? I don't agree. Well, we don't agree. Can we agree somewhere? No, we refuse to agree. What do you see? Rebellion. 
So when you see agreement not found, rebellion is right around the corner. And lawlessness is right behind that. And God hates all of it. That's why he said here, let every soul be subject unto higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Guess what? Guess why God put the institution of marriage, church? You don't think church? Church can't get out of whack. God said this church needs to have order. That's why some of you like going there. You remember when you used to go to flaky church? Flaky, flaky church? Oh, my God, everybody want to get up and prophesy. And all those the people in this church know it. I kicked the guy out. One time, one Wednesday night, I come in here, come in the back, this one dude. I'm a, I'm, I might get up and say something in the middle of service. I said, you get up and say something in the middle of service, somebody's going to drag you out, bro. Boy, will you stop in the Lord? I said, no, I'm stopping you in your flesh. I ain't stopping the Lord. God knows what kind of, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. See, here's how it would happen. They knew before I got here what I wanted. So did God, and God's cool with it. That's why you can't go to no non-spiritual church and expect to get spiritual stuff. The guy in the pulpit stopped it. It's okay, though. They did it with Moses. They tried to get Moses to be somebody different. The people rose up. The ground swallowed them up. God said, Moses is okay with me. You're limited by a pulpit. I hope you know this. I don't want to know that tomfoolery going on in here, and God knows it. That's why God won't allow it. So anybody that comes up with it, I know, reject it before it starts. Because the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. That means this house is subject to what I want. Are you saying God listens to you? Yeah, that's what I just told you. You paying attention? I'm not being weird. I'm responding. Listen, double honor, double the judgment. You want it? I don't want it. I'm scared. I told Dr. Rob, me and him were talking about it one day. I said, I think I figured out what the greatest attribute of a man of God is. Yep. I said, I think it's the fear of the Lord. I don't care what people built, what people have, where people go, what people say, what people do, or whatever. I don't care what even people say about you. I want to know the level of fear of the Lord you got. Because if you fear God, you won't just tell me anything. Anybody. You know what I'm saying? You fear the Lord. That's great quality, somebody, the fear of God. You got the fear of God? You better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm preaching real good. See what I'm saying? You say, spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. What's that mean? That means that God, I didn't want to hear a story. I told you how it happened. I'm in Rhema. Right? I'm in Rhema, right? You got to listen. I got time. I'm in Rhema, right? We're dancing in the coat room. Oh, man, Holy Ghost came in there. Woof, man, it was camp meeting. My God in heaven, we were like, we start dancing in the coat room. Went in the coat room. I was like, boys, this is going to be a humdinger. You can feel that. It was electric in there. Woo! One guy looked at the other guy. Another guy looked at the other guy. Choo, we took off. Man, the Holy Ghost hit the place. If you yield to the Holy Ghost, you, get, you take a lap. We took off. My God in heaven. Flying across the joint. Ran across the building. We ran from prayer center. Woo! We were on fire, man. I was, I was dancing in the Holy Ghost. Woo! Took off like a dart. Went zipping down the lane. Got over there. Walked to the administrative building at Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Put my hand on the door because I got there, which is a miracle. I got there before everybody else because I wasn't that fast back then. You paying attention? There's a quiz at the end of service. If you fail, I'm removing you from my staff. You think I'm kidding? Watch me. Because if you got too much time playing games, I ain't got time for your future. You better start paying attention in here. I'm about ready to get laser sharp. And when I get laser sharp, people are going to get laser rebuked. Pay attention. I lean and reach with my hand and touch the door, and it came off and lifted. I said, what in the heaven just happened? It lifted. Yeah, nonsense. little Norway boy I went to school with, I can't remember his name, Andre, I think it was. He looked at me and said this. He said, the spirit of this prophet is subject unto the prophet. I said, what you say? Never heard that scripture like that. He said, the spirit of the prophet is subject unto the prophet. He said, Kenneth Hagin doesn't want us dancing around in the administrative building, and that's why when it hit, the Holy Ghost came off of us because of the order he set in this house. I said, you're exactly right. That ain't proper in an administrative building dancing in the Holy Ghost, but it's okay in the sanctuary where it's allowed. God doesn't go where the man of God has not allowed something to happen. That's why if you go to the Baptist church and think you're going to give a tongue and interpretation, you are out of order. Are you learning? I'm going to turn this place into a juggernaut of the spirit. You watch Mark, my word. That's why you're wrong. You leave. Don't you tell him change. That's how God works. If I didn't want the Holy Ghost moving in here, the Holy Ghost couldn't move in here. And anybody try to move into the Holy Ghost in here when I don't want it moving like that, guess what he's going to do? God, you're out of order. That's what they try to do to Moses. Moses tried, I want to go get with this girl. They said, who did Moses do? What's he doing? The ground sucked him up. 
We better start talking like this. Like, remember when we used to preach those Ananias, Ananias and Sapphira died in the sanctuary, and we used to talk like that? We ain't that far away from those days. Lying to the Holy Ghost and acting like a fool, and you come in the sanctuary. You know what I'm saying? People were weird back then. We're getting ready to have a glory pour out. No, 2020, I started the year. It's the year of greater glory. I wasn't playing with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, playing. I'm not being rough in here. I'm trying to get you ready. You got to honor God. You should be walking God. And when you walk in the prayer, you open the Bible or you get with God. You should be with God. I'm not being rough with you. I'm just eradicating what a series of rebellion has birthed in the church and let you come and have it the way you want it and come and see it the way you see it. And God's the God of love, but he's the God of principle, baby. And now it's time to start living up to the label of what you've been created. And the key is this. You can't pablum it down and sugarcoat it. Ain't no sugarcoating this thing. We got to rise up. You know, you ever read that scripture? It used to bother me. You say, well, I'm going to tell you what it was. In Romans, the Bible says this. It says, to believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus Christ is saved, you shall be saved. And he goes on to say this. He says, do not bring up Christ and do not bring down Christ. Excuse this terminology. I didn't understand it. You know what that means? Stop pulling God down to man's level and man start rising up to God's level. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. You see it? Don't get nervous in here. I ain't rebuking nobody. I'm just, you know, keeping it sharp in here. You understand what I'm saying? Because why? It's all about you. God put this thing in here for you. Order. Because he knows you can't get to your potential without it. And when we look to be, now watch this now. When we look to be, a, oh God, come on. Here, watch, go, go over here, go over here, go over here. Time's flying. Here, go to this. Go to my, go to, go, uh, we got the passion thing. Go to Hebrews 12 and 5 in the Passion. Let me just read a couple verses. I'll let you go. You okay? Now watch this. Now when we read this in the Passion, it's going to make sense. Okay? Now put this in. You get what I'm saying? God gave you order so you could prosper. God gave you order to succeed. God gave you order. Have you what? Have you forgotten his encouraging words spoken to you as his children? He said, my child, don't underestimate the value of discipline and training of the Lord God or get depressed when he has to correct you. You see that? Now pull that in. For the Lord's training, you pulling this in? You reading it? The Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love. Now remember when you said this with kids? A kid that gets corrected, he knows he's loved. You go to counselor or something like that. Again, you know, you, let me tell you, if somebody's not correcting you, they don't love you. You better write this down. The word don't talk like this. Uh, why does it always seem like you are critiquing me and correcting me? Because I love you. And anybody that doesn't correct you and critique you, they don't really love you. They just want to leave you the way they are. And I'm going to tell you right here now, you know what they do? They, just, they, don't, they don't have enough time to invest in you. So they stop investing time and they stop caring about you. Anybody that wants to come and lead you and guide you, you know, and all the while you're like, who you? Because you know, here's what happens with people. When somebody comes to them with love and correction, they critique the source it came from. You know how much value you're missing because you're looking at the source of what God has come to bring change into your life? And because you devalue the passenger or the messenger, you're missing out on what God has wanting to speak to you. And I'm going to tell you who it is. Oh, my God, if they get this, they'll, they'll never change their life. It comes in the order that God puts you in. Oh, you know what that means? In your house, it's that bald guy right there. Now, I was looking at Billy. No, I'm being serious. It's your responsibility. I don't know all of you, but it's your responsibility. And there's responsibility. It's your responsibility. And there's things that trickle. It's your responsibility. And it trickles down. And I know what your greatest, I know what all your guys' greatest fight is. Can somebody hear me? And that's why you stopped talking a long time ago, because nobody pays attention. But you got to change this. You got to go in there and figure it out. You got to have to come to Jesus meeting in the house and be like, we got to turn this thing around. And you got to start carrying yourself at a whole different level, guys, because let me tell you right here now, that's later on. We'll get there. But it's got to start somewhere because that's how it starts rolling. And I know, I know. And this ain't, this is not me just, I know, because guess what? Then it comes in here and it starts in there. 
And you can only go as far as there. And what comes out of there, it's doing it too. But God said, I, it's only because I love you. And pop that scripture back up there because you got to see this. For the Lord, watch this. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love. So if somebody ain't pushing me for this thing, God might not be loving me. You better believe it, baby. Because he said this. Look what he said. He said this. He said, for his faithful love. And when he draws to you, it proves for you that you are his delightful child. God, look, look at it right there. You're, the Lord's training. Lord is training your life. Man, I need instruction. I'm a man looking for instruction. Somebody tell me. Man, guys, listen to me. Stop trying to figure it out and just start looking for God's instruction. He instructed you about the house. He instructed you about the money. He instructed you about the health. He instructed you. There's instruction. Go find it and then be honorable. This is what the Bible said. Walk in that house. This is what the Bible said. And guess what the Bible said. And then you lose your opinion. Don't you try to manipulate. I know what happens. Everybody start manipulating one another in the house because everybody's trying to get their way. Because you have not embraced the law of subjection yet. I'm subjected unto the word of God. You know what I'm saying? So once you subject yourself to the word of God, I ain't got no, nothing else but up. Nothing else but up, baby. You see what I'm saying? Now, look, I ain't picking on you. You, you got to read it and watch it gets better. Now, nobody likes correction when it comes. Because what do you think? What do you think the minute you get corrected? What am I doing wrong? It ain't what you, my God, you better pay. I'm going to throw this plate. Can I throw it? <laughs> Listen to me. Are you getting this? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Why are you going to come and correct me? Because not only do I love you, not only am I delighting you, I'm training you to be honorable to God. Because the more, what do you do when you get corrected? First thing you say, why are you coming to me? Why are you challenging me? Why is God ruffling my, what do you do when the minute God starts ruffling your feathers? You get mad at God. God's like, you don't understand. I'm not just ruffling because I love you. I'm, love, I'm, I'm ruffling you just a little bit because I'm getting you to the position of honor. And once I get you to the position of honor, I could put wealth of days in one hand and riches in honor in the other. But until then, I, you're going to be limited because you cannot get to the capacity of where I'm trying to take you. So don't look at it as punishment. Start looking at it as a blessing. That's why Proverbs don't make no sense. The man that loves instruction. Who is the man that loves instruction? The minute somebody trying to come out, what's the first thing? Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Stop what you're doing. What's the first thing you all do the minute somebody comes to correct you? But you do that. Okay, just laugh and get it over with. But you do that. You say that. Well, I need you be kind. You don't act kind. Be nice. You ain't nice. Let's go to daycare. Go to daycare. Don't play with Billy's blocks. Billy hit me with the block before I hit Billy. Don't hit. He hit me first. We all, it's a, the minute correction comes, what do you start doing? You start deflecting. Why? Because I don't want to deal with my junk. You got junk. Who are you to try to help me with my junk? I'm going to keep my junk. You and your promise, you keeping your junk because you don't like the package of correction. But here's your problem. Don't devalue what God has brought. To bring you to another level. Woo! You say, why is it getting loud? It gets loud because you put the volume down because you took value off it. Now I'll explain that. That was a little bit me getting excited. Why is where's your volume where's your value volume meter? That's Mark chapter four. Take heed what you hear. Everybody says it's the measure you meet it. You know what I'm going to say? The honor you place on what you hear. I heard, uh, you know what's funny? You ever think of this? You ever think of this? Like, I don't know about you. But it says, it says, it says the Bible says, take heed what you hear. How's faith come? 
What are you missing in your belief system because you turned the volume down so low because you don't like the package it's coming in? What are you missing in faith? Isn't Mark chapter 4, Micah, isn't Mark chapter 4 a lot like Hebrews chapter 11? Take heed what you hear. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. Romans chapter 10. Take heed what you hear. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's a little different way of me saying it, but what? He said, what? Pay attention to what you hear. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Take heed what you hear, Mark chapter 4. Take heed what you hear. Why? Because what are you missing in faith? Because you turned the volume down so low because you took the value off of where it was coming from. Yeah, you better believe it. Oh, that's just the Bible. Yeah. See how long that goes. Come on, guys. I'm helping you today. I know it's a little painful, but just stick with me. I'm almost done. Come on. Watch this. Keep going. Right? For the, watch this. Watch this. Watch, oh, my God. This is no good. My child, let's just start with that. Let's just, let's just, go, let's just go back to verse 5 because I need you to see this in whole. Thank you very much. That was my bad. One more. Doing great. Have you forgotten? Let's just do it all in one piece, and I'll just break them off in Egypt. Now, everybody look at the screen. Give me two minutes. We're done. Have you forgotten his encouraging words spoken to you as his children? He said, don't underestimate the value of discipline and training of the Lord our God, and don't get depressed. What does that mean? Don't let it emotionally change you. See it? When correction shows up, know it's about change to correct you. Watch verse 6. Here we go. Now, listen, guys. This is where he does it. He does it in here. You take it home. I don't tell you nothing about it. I don't tell you, do I come and say, oh, you need to do this? No, I don't do none of that with nobody. You're going to take this home, and on the car ride home, he's going to go, hey, you know what? You got to maybe, or in your prayer time, hey, you got to maybe. That's God. That ain't none of my business what you got to fix. I got to fix my own stuff. Is that okay? So you got to figure out what you need to fix. Come on. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of what? Faithful love. So what's, well, correction is love. Stop looking at correction like it's a problem. Correction's all about love. Everybody say, correction is all about love. Correction is all about love. If somebody's correcting you, they love you. If somebody ain't correcting you, they don't care. Oh, he's all jacked up. Just leave him alone. No. Here's my, write this down. I want to know, write this down. I want to know who loves you enough to correct you. You mark that person in your life. And you stay close to them. They're gonna, it's going to be the most uncomfortable relationship you've ever had. But it's going to produce the greatest blessing you've ever seen in your life. And I'm going to say something to you right here and now. You're not going to like it, but it's the God's honest truth. If you don't have no one correcting you in your life right now, you're a dangerous person. And I know the first question you're going to ask, who in the right world am I going to trust correcting me? That's your journey in life. That's where you need wisdom. Some of you don't really, you know, like you guys are gold. You know what I mean? Some of you really need it. Because if you, because, because let me tell you, there's an older generation, they already know this stuff. They just get it because they were brought up in it. We've got a lost generation that went off the rail. But even this stuff, God will tweak you because you get familiar with stuff you don't need to get familiar with either. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you right now, who corrects you? Who corrects you? I don't have nobody correct me. That's because you didn't get close enough to anybody to really show them your hidden spots. I'm going to tell you the most powerful man on the face of the earth, the God that's fully exposed. I don't care. It's great. Because you don't care about nothing. Because you get it. You know it's the place of your power. The evidence of his faithful love, and when he draws you to himself, it proves you are a delightful child. Watch verse 7. We're going to go all the way down. Fully embrace God's correction. Simply say, embrace the correction as part of your training. For he is doing what any loving father does to his children. For who has ever heard of a child who has never been corrected? We all should welcome. All right, everybody say, welcome God's discipline. Watch, watch. We're going to go all the way down. We're going to go all the way down. We should all welcome God's discipline as the validation of authentic sonship. So the disciplined ones knows that he's a son. For if we have what? Never once endured his correction. It only proves we are strangers and not sons. Nine. And it isn't, isn't it true 
that we respect our earthly fathers, even though they corrected this of us with our own idea, then we should demonstrate even greater respect for God, our spiritual father, as we submit to his life-giving discipline. Our parents corrected us for a short time. They did a great job, most of them. Short time in our childhood as it seemed good to them. But God corrects us throughout our lives for our own good, giving us an invitation to share his holiness. Holiness is Christ-likeness. God is using correction to mold his Christ-like spirit in you. You got that? So if you're running away from correction, guess what you're running away from? Maturity. I ain't going to stay in our church. That preacher done you. He yelled. I'm leaving. Good. Keep going. That's the 19 church you've been on, and you're still the same ding-dong you were the first one you showed up in. Oh, praise the Lord. Did he just call me a ding-dong? If you're asking, I probably did. Look, come on. Now all discipline. You see this? You see this? Now all, and I love you guys. You know that. I don't call you. Know I like everybody in the room. Let me see. Yeah, I like, well, now some of you are a little weird. All right, now. Come on, laugh. I love you. I'm never being rough with you because I don't care. I'm, rough with you. I'm being rough with some of you a little bit. Not rough. This ain't rough. This is, this is helping. You know, the delivery might be a little messed up, but I don't, you know, I don't ever really hug the UPS guy. Oh, bro, thanks, man. The Amazon guy, you know. Come on, man, give me a hug. Let's hug up. No, just give me my stuff and get out of here, bro. I don't even care if your car looks nasty or none of that, you know. I don't care. Your hair comb. You care? They got my stuff. You know, PL got some face stuff the other day. I don't know if she had a little bottle the other day. Something showed up at that. The kids get stuff. They don't care. I don't even know. Anybody ever ask you, hey, what that delivery guy look like that dropped that off? You don't care. You don't care about none of that stuff. So just look at me like the delivery guy. Just leave me alone. Ain't my message. I got to go back to the office and see if I did good with the boss. Nah, just don't yell at me. Now, all discipline seems to be more painful than pleasure. Ain't that the truth, right? Everybody likes this stuff. Yeah, this is so good. These are the last two verses I want to get to. Yet later it will produce a transformation of character, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who yield to it. You got to yield to it. I don't want you, I'm stiff. That's posture. Posture means you're submitted. See, the minute, the minute somebody's got to repeat, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. I don't care, whatever. Might as well let it repeat. If somebody has to repeat something from you, your posture's wrong. Yeah, yeah. hey, where's my military guy? How many times did they repeat anything they said in the military? You know what I'm saying? They wanted you to listen the first time. The important, when they were yelling at you, different story. But if they said, get ready for your orders, it was time to pay attention. It wasn't time for the man to repeat himself. Anybody telling you something more? Look, look at your employees. How many times you got to tell them the same? How many times you got to tell those dudes the same thing over and over and over? They didn't listen the first time because they didn't posturate when they came in. Kids, they're the best. You got to tell them things 8,000 times. They don't even hear you. They devalued the moment. So if people are repeating themselves to you, usually it's because you didn't pay attention the first time. And then you want to know, why you guys say the same stuff over and over? If you listen the first time, I could have shut up the last nine times I told you. Listen, right here, I'm just telling you how it works, guys. You want to be, I'll make you, you want to get a payday at work? I'll make you the best employee that company's ever had. Go to work tomorrow, bring a pen and a piece of paper and go, what do you want me to do? Whatever needs to be done in here, I'll do it. Well, keep a job in the middle of a pandemic? I'll get you a promotion in the middle of a pandemic. Walk in there and go, I sold, how many banks? 15, 14, I don't remember. We had a bunch of banks all the time. I went in there, I met the guy one time in my life in a meeting. I said, you will never call me another day of your life, sir. I didn't even know these principles then. I said, you, I will solve your problem and you will never call me another day of your life. Once I get this job, you will not be bothered. I will not bother you unless for instruction. He looked at me and said, you could have all this stuff. People want problem solvings. They don't want problems. If you're at work and you can solve problems, you can, ch you can keep your job forever. Some of you, the problem is you too big of a problem to keep. It's true. You create more problems than you're worth. You're either problem solving or you're a problem, baby. I'm telling you. So watch this. You got to get this. Please get this. Everybody look up here. Look up here. Look up here. Look up here. Pull it in. We're done. So be made strong even in your weakness. Now, this is why we get corrected. By lifting up your tired hands in prayer and worship. God corrects you to produce spiritual strength 
so you can sustain spirituality. I'm going to say it again. God corrects you. God's only reason for correction is to bring you to a place of honor to keep you spiritually at a level where you can maintain where God is taking you. That's why he brings it. So be made. Why is God bringing this correction? To make me strong in my weakness by lifting up my tired hands in prayer and worship and strengthen my weak knees. Watch this, watch this, watch this. For as you keep walking forward on God's path, all your stumbling ways will be divinely healed. I'm going to get so strong in the form from the correction that this life test ain't even going to hit me, baby. I'm going to run through this day. God, fix me. God, change me. Come on, I'm done. God, speak to me. God, move in me. God, help me. God, bless me. God, I'm changing. God, I'm transforming. God, I'm looking. God, God, I'm so, God, hey, I'm getting stronger in the areas where I was weak and my weaknesses are becoming made strong because I'm a person that's embracing the place of change and I'm not running from it. Honor, it's the key. It's the key to God's reward. It's the key to God's greater blessing. God's just trying to strengthen your weak spots. You understand that? That's all he's doing. He's trying to strengthen your weak spots, and he's going to use this thing. Now, I want you to see something here. Honor, honor, honor could be a little bit connected in the link to correction. Because here's what happens. Now, watch this. Hey, two-thirds of the Bible is corrective anyway. You know that. For reproof and instruction. Now, listen, it ain't easy, but you got, here, it's always simple with God. God's not painful. He's just, he's just, God is not painful. He, he's just straightforward, really. You know, here it is. Here it is. But here's my question. What in this series right now in honor, what in this series right now in honor do you need to be absorbing? Man, I want you to see this. What in this series do you have to pull in your spirit, like this, meaning this. What do you mean honor? Well, how's, my, how's it looking in my life? Just examine yourself. This ain't none of my business. How's it looking? How's it looking? How good are we honoring God's word? Man, how good is it honoring God's word? Does that make sense? Am I really honoring God's word? Or am I not? Do I got great, you know, great, great, great. It's a little great, you know, that's the Bible, but. You know what I mean? I know what God said, but. How, how, how honorable is that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, like, we're lifting the bar. We're not, a, who's here right now? Ain't nobody here. I ain't even here. We're working. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we do need to, maybe we do need to, maybe we do make some tweaks, some tweaks with this thing with honoring. Because honor, honor, honor means this, God first. So, so then you got to go, but here's the thing. I really felt this, and I want to leave you with this. If you don't get the order right, First comes honor. How do I honor God? Honor leads to order. Always does. Honor leads to order, and order leads to the application of it. If you don't have the order right, it ain't going to work. Just like that light bulb. You can spin that thing all day long. It ain't going to work. God can't give you your next season of life until you get in position this season. It's the truth. I don't want to be like Eli and his kids, man. Missed out all these blessings of God because they couldn't get the thing right. They were supposed to get right. When God told them what to get right, the minute he told them. And everybody want to know, why is, my few, why is this stuff not happening for me? You're out of place. And you might be right where you need to be, and it might be a time thing. That's okay. I got no problem with a time thing, but I don't want to be waiting in time and nothing change because I'm not in a position to receive. That's what I've been telling you for a decade. Time don't change nothing. Faith in position means everything. See what I'm saying? So what if I'm out of position? They're like, well, you can't get it. I can't get it. Why? You're not in the right place. Get in position. That's your posture. Well, what do we do? I'm just in the house acting. Nah, you can't. You got to get right. Yeah, your gift in calling are irrevocable means God has to keep it on your life. That doesn't mean it's going to manifest in the earth. You better believe it, bro. They asked Lester Summerall, where's the greatest man you ever seen anointed? And they were, who's the greatest anointed guy you ever seen? And Lester, Dr. Summerall leaned over. Brother Norville's telling me a story. I said, I said, who did he say? He said, he said, lean over and said, oh, the guy's pumping gas somewhere in Florida. 
I thought they were going to tell you who it was, like, you know, Oral Roberts. And I said, no, no, this guy, some guy, he had it stronger than anybody ever seen it. But he's last I heard, he's pumping gas somewhere in Florida. My God in heaven, don't let it ever be the testimony of your life. Where's that guy with that gift, had all that stuff? You could have all these gifts and not be in alignment, never see it come to pass. I'm not trying to scare you. What am I going to get? Well, you're going to go home and deal with God with this stuff. I ain't. I did it too. I got to do it. You know, hey, God, am I in order? You're going to go right. Maybe you're going to work tomorrow. Am I in order? Is my relationship in order? You better keep it in order. The more you keep it in order, the more you keep it blessed. They are. But you understand what I'm saying? Anything you got, give it to God. It'll bless it. Because everything you got, you know what? You know what? You got to realize something. Everything you got came from God. That marriage came from God. That baby came from God. The blessings of the Lord came from God. I know some of it ain't easy, but guess what? It came from God. And you're going to take it in your hands and you're going you're gonna to mess it up. Leave it in the hands of God. How am I, you know, there's instruction for the husband how to act. There's instruction for the wife how to act. Well, I don't see none of my girlfriend. Get new girlfriends. They don't act like that. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going, there ain't no people like this. Guys, guys don't talk like we talk. Now I'm going to go hang out with the fellas. You better make sure the fellows are hanging out with God. Oh, you're going to suffer rub off on you. You come home, you're acting like a clown. I'm telling you right here now, all right, I'm done. But you know what I'm saying? Ain't it true? Ain't it true? I got it true all the time, man. Well, you know, he's hanging out with them guys. Them guys are bad news. Get away. You better watch who you hang out with, some of you. That stuff rubs off on you. Bible says this, wrong association corrupts good manners means this. If you're hanging around with the wrong people, it makes you character messed up. You know what I'm saying? You know where trouble is. You feel it? Get around people that feed your faith. Well, I don't want to get around people that feed my faith. They always talking about church. Why don't you want to talk about church all the time anyway? What's wrong with you? Well, I just want to get, I just want to get around people that don't talk about church. What are you going to talk about? You know, I, I'm cool. We can talk about sports. I'm down. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you mean like hanging out, going to church is like one thing, but I don't want you know, I don't want to hang out with all that church stuff. They're going to get too churchy. That means you're hiding something in your life. You know what I mean? Don't be out of church. Be too churchy. I don't want to be too churchy. So you both, so you want, next time somebody tells that to you, you go, so, oh, you want to be carnal. Oh, okay, I get it. What does churchy mean anyway? I'm not saying we're going to sit there and spit out scriptures every eight minutes, but you know what I'm saying. You get a lot of this lingo around your house, and some of you think, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know. No, no, no. You better leave a standard where it needs to be. And don't you go lowering your standards. That's where everybody starts getting in trouble. You know what I mean? Now you do it in love, and you do it kindly, but you don't need to be like, you know, come on, man. I got to, you know, you've seen these stories. You all been around long enough to know. Keep yourself right. But boy, I'll tell you right here now, I'm done. How about that correction thing? Come on, stand up on your feet. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? Correction. How about that volume thing? Man, that messed me up. That volume thing messed me up. I got that in the Holy Ghost. We need to tweet that this week. Didn't that volume thing get you? Man, and, you, and here's another thing too. Your, your, your ability, you want another one? Want a million dollar nugget? Your ability to pay attention in conversation determines what you'll hear. Yeah, do you know that? Your ability to pay attention in conversation will determine what you get to hear. And you want to know what's scary? I'm going to say this. I don't want to even tell you this, but this is, I'm, I'm, I feel like the guy that's giving all his, all, all his tells out, but I don't really care. It's not like I'm hiding anything. I can't tell you certain things if I don't see you pay attention. God won't let me. I've been in places God said, don't tell them that. Leave now. You ever do that? You did it with your husband before. You felt like I was supposed to bring it. He ain't ready for it. Ain't it true? You did it with her. Man, if I tell her that, you're going to fight for three days. Y'all lie in the church of God. Y'all need to get saved. It'll be unconscious. She's a great woman. I got a great woman. Certain things you got to tell a woman in the right time, in the right season, or the next week is not going to be enjoyable. <laughs> Thank you. And it's nothing wrong in what you're saying or how you're saying. She's just a little bit of an emotional, different creature. You better learn real quick, bro. You better learn real quick. You're going to get in trouble. You know? So, you know what I'm saying? That's not it. It's the dynamics of how, when, what. God sometimes will pull that out. You understand what I'm saying? I'm helping you. I'm helping you. That's why you check in here. Like, mm, hold it. Bring it back later. It's going to be better later than now. Because if you do it now, you got to, ain't going to be good. Posture. 
all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I lift your hands in heaven. You got to go. I'm going to keep you here another hour. I'm in a good pocket. Lift your hands in heaven. Just say this out loud. Say, Jesus, help me. <laughs> help me. Jesus, your correction, I embrace it. Thank you for correcting me because you love me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.